High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, teaching assistants spending a little too much time with the students, parents trapped in their teenagers' bodies, teenagers trapped in their parents' bodies, and a special shout out to all you out there who love a good Disney remake. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where we some friends look back at their teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening, but first... School is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. First off, happy Thanksgiving for all those you celebrating here in the good old USA. And if you're celebrating abroad, if you happen to be, or if you just had a regular Thursday, happy whatever, happy Thanksgiving or happy Thursday. And apologies for the little delay on this episode. I ate so much Thanksgiving turkey that I fell asleep for over 24 hours. No, I'm just kidding. If you want the honest truth, I had a very, very terrible migraine, and it took a while to get all the audio issues really fixed on this particular episode and edited. I am John. I am Paul. I am Ringo. I am George. I am the walrus, meaning I am everything. And High School Slumber Party. And not like a God complex-wise. It's just me all alone, editing, recording, scheduling, setting up the episodes with a full-time job, mind you. So sometimes if I'm not feeling the best, things can be delayed, but it doesn't matter. When you hear it, that's when it's best. That's when it's freshest. But thank you, thank you all for your patience. I really, really appreciate that. And thank you, as always, for hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We have a good one for you today, a fun one. Some would say a classic. You be the judge of that. Of course, we are talking Freaky Friday with guest Alexa Barikian. More on her in a second, because before we get into the episode, I want to make sure you did your other homework and listen to our previous episodes, specifically our Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, Parts 1 and 2, with Joe 2 and Kate Hudson. Oh my goodness, we spent so long talking that film, but it was so much fun. Check those episodes out, please, please, I beg of you. I shouldn't have to beg. It is your homework. You're seniors by now. But listen to those episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Or, of course, on cageslip.me. That's cageslip.me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. We got a little bit more to chat about today. While editing, I was watching that new Peter Jackson Beatles documentary, Get Back on Disney+. Plus. If you love Minutia... And guess what? It shouldn't surprise you if you're a fan of this show. I love Minutia. What a fun documentary. It really, uh, I don't know, motivated me 
to like get together in a collaborative spirit, even when you're not getting along with someone. Collaborating on projects are so fun. I don't get to do enough of it. I'm just thankful I get to do it for fun here in High School Slumber Party. But you know, Alexa, my guest today, we work together. We work in pet care. So if you listen, you can hear some dogs in the background occasionally. Might be my dog. It might be the dog she's caring for. Who knows? But just FYI, you'll get that. But I bring it up because, I don't know, when you're working with someone, you spend more time with them than your family a lot, than your friends a lot. So like that work relationship you build, if things are humming, if things are going, you're in the trenches together, it can be tough. But you just build a different kind of bond. And no matter what happens in this world, I'm super thankful for those friendships and those bonds, those just like meetings of people and just the hours you spend mind melding. It's just awesome. So I'm so grateful that she came on this episode with me and that we could talk about something other than work. That's great. But even still, thankful for her presence in my life and thankful that she's here with me today, in theory, talking Freaky Friday, which is a fun-ass movie, a movie I know a lot of you guys remember. So I hope our dialogue today does it justice. So let's do it. Let's get out of here. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother sipping up Ryan's because we're about to get our party on. So let's kick it away with some lilics. What I Like About You, from the Freaky Friday soundtrack. A very musical movie. Class dismissed. I'm meeting a dog named Sue Ellen on Friday. She's like, oh, like from Don't Tell Mom, the babysitter's dad. Good call. <laughs> and she's like, you might be too young for that reference. I was like, excuse me. I'm a child of the 90s. Of course I know Don't Tell Mom, the babysitter's Ooh, We've covered that movie. That's You've great. done that movie, right? Hell yeah, we've done that Sue movie. Sue Ellen. I think that was like the first thing I thought of. I'm definitely going to ask that person. Someone <laughs> right. Like, well, how'd you come up with this? Like, did she come with this name? <laughs> that's great i like asked him i think twice to clarify like so sue ellen yes i'm saying this right it's like yes sue ellen that's amazing sure (laughs) what's her name in the movie swell swell i was just gonna say like that's yeah (laughs) well well now that i've shut my alexa devices off i feel like i feel like (laughs) it's been a while because what was the last one you it was new york minute but i it it had to have been either very early 2020 or 2019 most likely definitely pre-pandemic but we're back here for a classic today and you know what prompted this episode someone told me this they're like brian you've never done a Lindsay lohan movie i'm like what that's upsetting it's i was like that's insane that's very sad. i was recently on the like on youtube for like the soundtrack of this movie and someone literally commented like 
Remember when Lindsay Lohan was the teen film queen? She was an idol. People worshipped her for this genre, and then people started hating her. So we have a uh, High School Slumber Party Hall of Fame, and she doesn't get a lot of votes. And well, Who else was in this? I I'll feel send... like she was robbed. <laughs> I'll send you a ballot, because now that you're an official... <laughs> You're an official guest this year, so you officially qualify uh, as a voter. Remind me to send you a ballot after this. But regardless, there's such a hatred for Lindsay Lohan, and it's not fair. It's so unwarranted, and I think it's ridiculous. I purposely, aside from me actually loving this movie, I wanted to do this one specifically because I needed to be on a Lindsay Lohan episode. Justice for Lindsay, but I do have you signed up for another Lindsay Lohan movie, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. So. Yes, that's if we can, fingers crossed, ever get Carol Kane to join us as a guest. <laughs> that would be great. But regardless, I mean, Lindsay Lohan is really up there with one of the great teen actors of the era. It's just like what her life became through the later stages and the end of teenagehood really pissed a lot of people off. But now, like in our 2021 lens, like we would be like, oh, Girl, you get your time. You do your thing. But at the time, it's similar to like the Britney Spears trajectory, right? Like everyone was hating yeah. on Britney. I feel like a lot of it had to do with like that uh, Hillary Duff feud, which I'm like buzzy on at this point in my life, but I'm pretty sure it was about Aaron Carter, which I think is hilarious. There are a lot of rumors about that feud. It's a silly feud. because, <laughs> But like, like it was like a very well-known feud between Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan, which I think was right around the time this movie came out. Mm -hmm. People like really took sides. And I think it's, I mean, obviously in this day and age, we're very past that now pitting women against women. However, I think it's hilarious at the time, these two like beautiful, talented Disney stars right in the prime of their career. It was just like this online gossip feud between the two of them. And people just were like, oh, Lindsay Lohan sucks. And then like, she became all this like train wreck, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she's actually pretty great when you look at her career. It's pretty good. I feel like anything bad that came from her, we made her that way, like as society, as oh, the public. Oh, absolutely. I think that's true with any poor teenage like star in the media, especially women. It's kind of sad. I say kind of, but I mean completely. It's very sad. It's very sad because... She had a bunch of films, but when you think of when I think of Lindsay Lohan, I think of that trifecta of two years of doing this film, Freaky Friday, uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and Mean Girls, and Mean Girls especially two year span. That's yeah. insane. That's unheard of. So all the shit you might talk out there about Lindsay Lohan, she deserves a, a renaissance. She deserves a Britney Spears treatment. We cannot shit on her. We we will salute her today. I think I think that's fair to say. I, and also, I mean, I did send you that screenshot when I told you about I was m- watching the movie for research, even though, by the way, I did not need to rewatch this movie. <laughs> I've seen it, I think, 20 times in this year alone because it's always on cable in like the 10 channels that I get on Spectrum. It's always playing on like Freeform or what is it like Paramount, whatever. No, but it's always playing, and I see Freaky Friday on cable. I'm like, guess what? We're watching this again because it's so good. Well, that's but, really that's really good to hear because we, you know, we like experts. In yeah. The field. So, but like also like Mean Girls is always on too. The Parent Trap is always on too. So you know what? Lindsay Lohan has kind of clawed above this public hatred of her because her movies are getting played all the time. 
they'll get to a day where we reappreciate the great work she put in in this era. So we salute that. But Alexa, I, the reason I left to shut my Alexa devices off because you do have to introduce yourself in high school Lombardi. You say your name, your high school team name, graduating year if you want, or whatever else you want to say. It's been a while since I did that. Uh, yeah, no, my name is Alexa. I graduated from St. Francis Prep in, oh my God, what year? 2010. Whew. 2010, yeah, it seems like a very long time ago. I keep saying to people that I can't believe we're entering 2022 right now because I genuinely want the last two years of my life back. Fair enough. I, and I think I speak for everybody when I say that. But yeah, high school, that was a very, very ancient time. What are the St. Francis? What's their mascot? The Terriers. The Terriers. Which I think, which I think a lot of high school mascots were. Yeah, no, the St. Francis Prep Terriers. We were in Fresh Meadows, Queens forever. But that's cool. I, I like that name, the Terriers. It's feisty dog. I like it. Pretty the much. Terriers. Freaky Friday, though. It's interesting. What is your history with Freaky Friday? Do you even remember the first time you've seen it? I know you've said you've seen I it. I do. 30 times this year, but you remember the first time. That's great. I do. I saw it in the movie theater. Wow. Yep. I do distinctly remember seeing it in the movie theater. It might have been Fresh Meadows or Douglaston. And I know when I did uh, The Hot Chick, I had the ticket stub. I might actually have the first time I did the stub too. That's, that's amazing for Which is a little sad, but whatever. <laughs> and it's funny because I grew up in New Jersey, but most of my movie watching growing up was in Queens because my uncle uh, used to take me to most of the movies I saw. And literally that Fresh Meadows Theater and that it's theater. It's so, in the, in... like, I, I feel like it's very classic, that place. Like, growing up as a New Yorker, as a high school student, even, like, middle school, whatever, going to the movies. I recently went to the Fresh Meadows movie theater. I saw... It's the, still there. That's good. Yes. Uh, which is actually ironic because I saw that uh, the new Halloween movie, Jamie Lee Curtis, very oh, very in season right now. Um, I saw the new Halloween movie at Fresh Meadows Movie Theater. I went to Applebee's beforehand, like I used to do in middle school, and it was a very great experience. I was, it was very nostalgic for me, and I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm nice. So like my mom dropped me off too. Wow, you didn't go to Hooters? I know there's a Hooters next. No, I didn't. No, I know it was a it was a toss up between Hooters and Applebee's, but we went <laughs> with the bees because they had like the cheap five dollar giant drinks at the time. <laughs> next time <laughs> well, I'll go well, to Hooters. I don't know if yeah, Hooters, whatever. Hooters I know was... it's it's mostly because Hooters wasn't always there. No, Hooters was not there. Hooters, I think, came out when I was in high school and everyone was just like, oh my God, let's go to Hooters. I don't even think, like, so I was, I went to St. John's, so I still kind of go into the movie theaters and Hooters might have came out like right either my senior year or, or like when I graduated, it, it was a while. But yeah, when I was a kid, there was like three theaters we went to most and it was that one. Fresh Meadows by far the most, the most movies I saw in my life. Probably at a theater in Fresh Meadows, but also that Douglaston one in Queens. And there's also, there used to be one, I don't know if it's still there, but like on Horace Harding, not far from the Fresh Meadows one, there used to be one that was really small. And th those three, like I saw most movies there because my uncle used to take me to things most. So it's funny because like I, I could probably navigate that Fresh Meadows theater better than any room <laughs> that I can navigate anywhere so oh, yeah I, I still knew exactly where i was going it's so funny to like go back there and i was just like i'm almost 30 and <laughs> but i i went here when i was a child too like when did freaky friday come out it was like 2003 
So I was literally 10 when this movie came out. Wow. Oh, yeah. There's a timelessness about the movie theater that like certain movies, you know exactly where you were, what theater you were, how it felt when you saw it. And it's funny that you have this for this movie. Um, That's great to hear. This film, Freaky Friday, there are, and we were talking about this a little bit off air and I did my research. There are technically five versions of this movie. Yes. I was just about to mention that because when I was rewatching it. They have it on, obviously, Disney Plus because it's a Disney movie. They have the, I guess, the original, the one with Jodie Foster as the daughter. And they have the Lindsay Lohan version, which is arguably the most successful one, which I agree with. And yeah. the new one, which you said you didn't know about. I didn't know that one existed, but yeah. Because it, it doesn't seem like it's worth watching. <laughs> So there's five versions of this. This is actually based on a novel. I know there's like a straight to TV version. It was like on like TGIF, ABC. Oh, yeah. Right after Boy Meets World on Friday nights on the television, it would like come out. Apparently, I've never watched it. I've never I, watched any other version. I didn't even know that one even existed. But yeah, Freaky Friday is based on a novel by Mary Rogers in 1972. Disney jumped on it. And this is a time that... We now see Disney as a powerhouse, and we have our our entire lives, both of us. But there was a time where Disney was kind of floundering, and that was like the 70s and 80s, where they were just kind of making movies. And my mother grew up, like, she saw the original Freaky Friday, she saw the original Parent Trap, The Shaggy Dog. They made a lot of live-action movies rather than animated movies for whatever reason. And the, the original, you're right, 1976, not far after when the novel was written, Jodie Foster was the original, you know, young girl in it. And then in 95, as you mentioned, Disney's kind of making a comeback. They have the animated movies. They buy ABC. TGIF is a big hit. So what they decide to do is remake a lot of their movies for TGIF. Some of these are considered classics today, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. That one I did not know about. I did not know about this one. But, like, the Cinderella with Brandy at the time, now it's considered a classic. People demand it. it be yeah, on... and I think that was like also around the time of like Wish Upon a Star, which... Wish, Wish Upon a Star? If you have not covered that, you need to. <laughs> Is that a high school movie? I think so, isn't it? They swap... It's another like sister swapping... I should probably be featured on all the body switching. I was going to say. Because this is now my second. <laughs> you, of course, did The Hot Chick here, which is a body switching movie. No, I was actually just talking about Wish Upon a Star with my sister because I'm pretty sure it's also on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so some of them are and some of them aren't. And it's kind of like by popular demand, right? Because recently that Cinderella one, like people were like, why is this not on Disney+, Plus? and that got put on Disney+. Plus. Another one that stars Lindsay Lohan that was really popular was life size where uh i love that movie tyra banks is like a barbie and she becomes real you know didn't that movie also make a recent comeback they made a sequel to it they they did make a sequel on freeform which is another disney property i think in 2018 you're absolutely right that was an interesting era but they remade everything for that just to i don't want to call it a cash grab but just to see you know how far things would get right and that was one they made there. That was 95, so one of the earlier ones on that, uh, Freaky Friday. It starred Gabby Hoffman, who, child star, and would go on to like be nominated for Emmys on Girls and stuff. But Shelley Long was like the mom. That one you cannot find anywhere. So Disney Plus, please 
bring that one up. Yeah, I'd, lo- the I'd one love to watch. Not on it. <laughs> I'd love to watch all the versions of Freaky Friday. So bring that one on for sure. <laughs> I'll sign that petition too. I'm very interested because, again, I'm a huge fan of all those straight to TV movies in that era. They were great. And that a little bit predates the Disney Channel original movie because a lot of those would have probably become Disney Channel original movies if they had been doing that at that point. But yeah, that's a good example of that. Also, this 2003 version that we're going to talk about today, there's precedent for it because you mentioned it. Lindsay Lohan is in The Parent Trap, which is also a remake from an earlier Disney film. So she was a Disney star, a Disney child. So, you know, we'll get into it. But 2018, you mentioned... There's a musical Disney Channel version, which is a little bit different. In... Wait, it's a musical? I did not know that. Yeah, apparently it's a musical. You, uh, I have to watch it right when this episode ends. <laughs> now I'm very curious. I went on to uh, Rotten Tomatoes because I was very curious after how terrible ooh. ratings the other episodes I was on have gotten. Like The Hot Chick and New York Minute. Arguably, New York Minute is not a good movie. However, <laughs> I love The Hot Chick, but... Both bad movies, according to Rotten Tomatoes and the critics. However, I went and compared all of them, uh, all the Freaky Friday movies on Rotten Tomatoes and like looking at what all the critics have said, even outside that, this is the best one. And everyone, it's like a general consensus that this is the best movie. And I wholeheartedly agree without having seen any of the other ones well the 76 one has a lot of nostalgia for people of that era but i think this is definitely when you say freaky friday this is the one that this is what people think about like people think jamie lee curtis Lindsay lohan and that amazing band that she has and (laughs) chad michael murray's awful hair that's basically what you think about (laughs) we'll we'll get into all those things but just want to mention too about the remakes that the 76 one and the 95 one are largely remakes of each other so 2020's Freaky, which is not technically a remake, but it's called Freaky because it's supposed to be a reimagined horror version of Freaky Friday. I'll count it here, starring Vince Vaughn. I watched that, that um, this past October in tradition with my quest to watch any horror movie throughout the month. My sister recommended it to me. She was like, we just randomly watched it because we saw it and it looked funny. And she was like, you would love it. Like, it's so well done. And I agree. I thought it was really, really good for both a comedy and a horror movie. Yeah, it's definitely a different take on the whole body switching thing, but it, it it's cool that that existed. But regardless, like that one, that one is different. Even the one we're talking about today is different from the original with a lot of respects. But the 76 and the 95, the characters are named the same and they try to do like the same thing. So if you want to watch all the Freaky Fridays, know that you're getting into it almost a different one every time, which... I think that's cool. Who knows if we'll get another one, but hey, five already. They haven't stopped. I mean, this one that you said is a musical doesn't, didn't seem too appealing, but I'll, I'll give it a watch, honestly. And if, if that one's pretty bad, I think they should kind of stop <laughs> at this point. And the body switching thing has been done a lot. We already mentioned that you were on, you were on the hot chick episode, but I mean like big vice versa. We've gotten a lot of movies with this. I, I don't know, but. I don't think it's going to die as my point. No matter what. Well, not the body switching thing for sure. Because again, like what else am I going to come on an episode for? (laughs) Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Every week, though, I read the back of the DVD, and I found a picture of the back of this DVD for Freaky Friday. So here goes. Oh, it's amazing. I actually Googled it today, like, as I was watching it, because I knew you like to look them up. And reading it, it sounds very similar to uh, the last one that I was on for, New York <laughs> Well, I hope it's the same one, because there, there are a lot of versions. So here's the one I pulled up. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan star in Freaky Friday. The hilarious and delightful comedy everyone will love. Dr. Tess Coleman and her teenage daughter, Anna, have one thing in common. They don't relate to each other on anything. Not clothes or hair or men. (laughs) Or Anna's rock band aspirations. Nothing. After one particular explosive Thursday evening, a little mystic mayhem changes their lives. They wake up Friday to the biggest freakout ever. Tess and Anna are trapped inside each other's body. Literally forced to walk in each other's shoes, they gain respect and understanding for the other's point of view. But Tess's wedding is Saturday, and the two must find a way to switch back. And fast. Filled with comedy and rock and music and heart, Freaky Friday is freaking fun. That's more or less the one that I have that I found, too. Except for some reason, it starts with in the tradition of the princess diaries. What? Which I don't get because it but has do, nothing to do with that. You do love that movie, so they might know. I your do. Audience. I know. I am obsessed with that movie. I think that's the one that was like poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and I thought it was a travesty. But yeah, it's that- like, oh, T- Doctor Tess Coleman and her the hilarious Jamie Lee Curtis and her teenage daughter, Anna Rock and Lindsay Lohan have one thing in common. They don't relate to each other on anything. Yeah. So it takes pretty much takes it from there. That's a weird way to start it though. (laughs) So let's talk about like the cast and production a little bit before we talk about our favorite scenes and everything we enjoyed or not enjoyed about the film. Uh, Mark Waters is the director and he's a notable name because not only did he do Freaky Friday, but he would go down to direct Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too, until I, like, kind of Googled it literally today. (laughs) I wanted to see, like, where the the rest of the cast... Well, obviously, I knew where most of the cast was just because who... I've seen it a hundred times, but uh, I always forget about the directors, too. And Mean Girls is another classic, if not Lindsay Lohan's best work ever. That's her best work. It's not even debatable to me. Mean Girls is a, is a top high school movie. I don't know if I put this in the top high school tier, but Mean Girls definitely, undisputedly, is, especially for the time. Mark Waters this year actually did, or last year, well, it depends on when you want to talk about it, but he did the She's All That remake of He's All That. I so, still have not seen that, but... I haven't seen it yet either. We haven't covered it on here, but yeah. But yeah, there. but if it's a it's a remake of She's All That, which is arguably one of the top classics of high school movies of all time, which I do love that movie. And <laughs> I I heard good things about that one, actually, about this remake. I've heard mixed things. Hopefully it's good. I don't know. We'll get into it eventually. But yeah, he's a name definitely in the genre for sure. And, and talk about names. You already mentioned Jamie Lee Curtis. We've talked about her on Halloween when she actually was a teen, at least a teen on screen. Her history with this film is very, very interesting. When they were concepting this movie, they so badly wanted Jodie Foster, which would have been cool, but reprise her role as the mom here. Jodie Foster was like, I'm not about that life. I already did that. I'm an Academy Award winner. 
I don't need to do Freaky Friday and also forget about it. They're like, can you just cameo? And she was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, um, and at this point, I think Jamie Lee Curtis was doing how many of the Halloween movies at this point? So oh, everyone kind of like related her to like, oh, she's like Laurie Strode. She's this horror actress, blah, blah, blah. Until like probably like, what is this, 2003? So it's probably like Resurrection or H2O, something like that. Because Halloween came out in what, like the 80s, 70s, something like that. Yeah, the first one I think was uh, late 70s at some point. But she starts doing up, like she's in True Lies, she's in a bunch of other stuff. She's a name, but it's funny like how they just landed on Jamie Lee Curtis because they had tried to cast almost everybody else for this role. They wanted Sigourney Weaver after that. And then they cast Annette Benning. She was ready to go. For whatever reason, six days before shooting, Annette Benning was like, Nah, I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah, it was like a very last minute casting for uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, which I think was just very, I hate using this term, but very serendipitous because it ended up very good. She did such a good job in it. So I feel I don't like know I can't really works. picture any other actress playing this now. So Christopher Guest, who, Christopher Guest movies are great. Christopher Guest is her husband. Funny actor, but as a director, I think they're amazing. Have you seen Best in Show as a dog person, Alexa? No, but everyone told me to watch it because what's-his-face is in it from Shit's <laughs> Both of them, both of them, both Eugene. I know, I, I feel like I get this question a lot because I am a dog person. I'm like, no, it's a great movie, you need to watch it. Christopher Guest, is the he's in it too, but he's the director of that. He directs a lot of those parodies, but like Catherine O'Hara and uh, uh, Eugene Levy, are, and Eugene Levy, New York Minute, but <laughs> they're both... They're I know both, it all just sort of ties together. I which I love. They're both in Best in Show, and it's honestly amazing. Uh, it's amazing mockumentary. But Christopher Guest is her husband, and he plays uh, one of the teachers in this. And I was I don't know if he was cast before or after her, but I was wondering if they were like, "Fuck, Annette, Annette Benning dropped out." Hey, Chris, you think your wife wants to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but again, she knocked it out of the park. So we're glad that that ended up happening. And Lindsay Lohan wasn't a slam dunk either. Yes, she had done The Parent Trap. Yes, she was a Disney starlet. But originally, she was not favored for this role. Michelle Trattenberg, the Ice Princess herself, Harriet the Spy. Disney wanted her to be in this. She uh, apparently backed out due to too much of her Buffy filming. At the time, she had joined Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Could not be in it. And they were like, oh, fuck. So they auditioned a couple people. Kelly Osborne of the Osborne fame being one of them. She was, I think, supposed to play the best friend who is one of the singers in the band, which was replaced by, I. oh my God, I'm blanking on her name, but she plays Taina on Nick. Yeah, oh, oh <laughs> I'll bring up Taina, don't worry. Yeah, so I'm guessing, like, I don't know, I wasn't there, but they auditioned Kelly Osborne for that lead role, but wanted her more in the band because she does have music in her background. Uh, she declined when she didn't get the lead role, which is, she even admitted it was stupid. By the way, that Taina role, or we'll call it the uh, the role Christina Vidal got, they actually yeah, also... That's her offered, name, Christina Vidal. <laughs> they actually also offered to Gwen Stefani, which is crazy. I think um, that's very weird. That is very weird, but... So neck and neck, apparently, and this is the old rumor, and you brought this up, kind of. <laughs> Hillary Duff 
and Lindsay Lohan were both favored at that point for the role. And Lindsay Lohan won out. Obviously, she's in the movie. But Hilary Duff was so, or her people will say, were not happy that she didn't win. That this is this is what the trivia says on IMDb. That, she's, <laughs> that she essentially demanded that there be a similar episode on Lizzie McGuire. And there is an episode called Freaky McGuire's. There is, yes. Which is I actually like, did, I was a huge, huge Lizzie McGuire fan. So I definitely remember the 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 Freaky McGuire's. I didn't know it was actually because of this. I thought she couldn't take the role or whatever because didn't a Cinderella story come out like the year after? Well, who knows? I mean, that might be it. Look, I'm just reading from Trivia. I was there. Here's Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael and, Murray. Um, and the girl who plays Stacey Hinkhouse. Oh, you're right. She's in that too. What, so, what is, her name's like Julie Gonzalo, I think. She's also in another movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Well, there you go. Very incestual uh, movie, which I think is amazing. Which Hollywood is, let's be Of course. Honest. But uh, Lizzie McGuire, that episode is, is, is funny for that, like, that reasoning. Because of what you said, too, there was such this weird Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan feud at the time. And it's not comparable on screen. Hillary Duff might have had Lizzie McGuire, but Lindsay Lohan was killing it with the movies that Hillary Duff loved. She had Cinderella story for sure, but it is funny that potentially there was a feud there. Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay- also, like... In Hilary Duff's respect, she did have that entire Lizzie McGuire franchise plus the Lizzie McGuire movie, which is amazing. It is, it is. It's debatable whether it's a high school movie, but I know it's like going into college. But like, didn't you but also do Euro Trip? That movie is not going to college. That movie is technically middle school going into high school, which is weird. But I is don't it? Know. That seems yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> it does. It seems incredibly it's middle school. No, it's yeah. not. Yes, it is. Lizzie McGuire takes place in middle school, which is weird as hell. I'm just look it up. Look it up. No, I'm but... not going to look it up. I'll look it up later so I can be appalled in private. Regardless, I, I've I've softened up on that movie, so I'm not <laughs> because that song is still in my head. Like, have you ever seen such a beautiful night with her and Paolo? Regardless, it's like, I think um, also. I like recently thought of that and added it to one of my Spotify playlists because Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner were them for Halloween. Like what? Yes. Paolo and Sophie Turner was one of the versions of uh, Hillary Duff. Either it was either Isabella or actually losing with a wire. If you go on to the, <laughs> if you go on to uh, their Instagram, you'll see like the caption is sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> I did not know that. That is no, it's awesome. So it's such uh, a great reference that anyone remembers it, even if they're not from that like generation. So I'm going to run through the rest of the cast, but I just want to mention that Lindsay Lohan showed up. She did not like that the characters are in as goth. She showed up to the audition dressing preppy, according to what I read. They cast her anyway, but they're like, yeah, you're not doing that. And they wrote it as kind of like alt-rock grunge goth kind of girl. Yeah, but- like a rebel teen yeah. Type of thing. Other cast members of note: Harold Gould plays the grandpa. He does a lot of Golden Girls and wrote a, a kind of old kind of sitcom stuff. Chad Michael Murray, though you mentioned Cinderella Story, but we know him, of course, One Tree Hill, which the theme song is still in my head. <laughs> I know Monroe. it's because we hear it at work. <laughs> yes, just side note, little personal. Alex and I work together, and the station they play at work that we don't control might as well be like 
WB slash CW theme songs and just melodrama and Gavin DeGraw and yes so Chad Michael Murray is the hottie here you said you didn't like his haircut though in this no and I'm not alone in this I know everyone hates his like greasy push behind the ears hair it's very weird and I actually have a lot of problems with his character since re-watching it today well I'll tell you this I think one big problem aside from all maybe problematic things but he is a, a hottie, right? He's like a, a teen hottie, but like he's playing like a rebel. And that's always weird because he's not really a rebel in real life. And no, kind of- and it's like, I think for every either TV show, movie, what have you, everyone who's supposed to be like the bad boy or unapproved by the parents has to wear a leather jacket. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And they're like, they're really like forcing The second they wear one, it's like, oh my God, my mother would not approve. Exactly. Like, they're really forcing like, it on why? him. Why? <laughs> like, like, you uh, look presentable. It's just that you are, uh, apparently, I did, and again, I did not know this, even having watched this movie a hundred times until today when I kind of like looked up everything about the movie on IMDb, on Wikipedia, what have you, that he is a member of the staff. <laughs> I was like, this is gross. I did not know that. I thought he was a student. And I was like, why is he driving a motorcycle? This is not realistic. I'd is rather that, have- Are you sure about that? I know he mentions that. I thought, I thought he was kidding. No. <laughs> I thought he was like a student aide when he's like, I work here like in detention. Cause like I did that. I worked in like the Dean's office as a student. That's what I thought. But no, no. It says that he works. Are you sure about that? Yes. I, that that I did not realize. But Anna has a crush on school staff member Jake, of whom her mother disapproves. I was like, well, no shit, because he's a staff member. That's nasty. Oh, I'm sorry, but what is his role? In, I I thought it was what you said. I thought he was. I don't just know, maybe like, it's like a like a student teacher, but that's still old. You're probably in your twenties. No, right? you can, motorcycle preying on teenage girls. That's gross. <laughs> that's yeah. a little intense that's what it says <laughs> and like when jamie lee curtis was playing anna and she was like why are you always in attention he's like i work here he has access to the teacher's lounge and he i'm just like well that makes sense because he works here but it's also now very disgusting <laughs> i thought it was what you said i thought he was like a student helper i mean they didn't specify on the internet oh. however oh. but I know it's a little, it's, it's kind of gross. Well, if that's indeed the case, please, slumberers out there, if you know the truth of this, please let us know. But yeah, because obviously, like, if he's like a senior student working still, it's just like the fact that he's like driving a motorcycle to school. If I'm in high school, not a soul in my class was riding a motorcycle, me like, yeah, oh, your mother doesn't approve. Oh, whatever, her loss. I get that it's LA and like the driving permit hey. age is lower, but it's not that much lower. Oh my so God. I, I really think he was just like a staff member of the school, which is kind of gross. Why would they hire? I don't know. But now that just tainted the entire film for me. Ugh, it's being tainting. Mark Harmon. It plays, okay, this is what I understand. I, I looked up the credits. His name is Ryan Volvo in the movie. And they get a Volvo car later. That's yeah, I saw that. And I was very confused. I was like, "Who?" I'm like, "Who the fuck is 
Brian Volvo. Former UCLA quarterback Mark Harmon. We talked about him on summer school. Old people who listen who definitely don't probably know him from NCIS. Um, Tom Selleck originally offered the role. Declined. I would have liked that. That would have been actually really good. I think he would have done a good job with that, too. It's a very, like, dad role. <laughs> I already mentioned Christopher Guest as the teacher. Uh, the other two people I really wanted to mention were Stephen Tobolowski, who plays Elton, Elton Bates. Yes, like the- I actually confused him with the uh, guy from The Princess Bride. <laughs> Oh, I could see that. Yeah, they 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 look similar, and I was like, "No, wait, this is just the guy that was another teacher in Glee." That's I I hate that. That's what my memory is. And <laughs> I remember him from, but he is the guy from Glee, and not the one from Princess Bride. Even though they do look very similar, they look very similar. They play similar like bit parts. You know what I mean? Um, this guy, he's in a bunch of stuff. He uh, Groundhog Day. I mean, he's a great character actor, so... I mean, we don't get a lot of him, though. But you you mentioned someone who I want to talk about. Christina Vidal, who plays Maddie. Taina, groundbreaking show on Nickelodeon. One of the first Latin shows. Very I've underrated. Incredibly underrated. I still underrated. can hear that theme song in my Taina. head playing. As we... Uh, you, I'm gonna see my name in nice. I'm surprised you knew Taina. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna bring it up because it's like no one like Taina needs to get mad respect. It does not Absolutely. get respect. No, I am a huge, huge fan of like those old late night Nick shows. Absolutely, I'm a huge, huge supporter. Only ran for two. I'm seasons. mad that I didn't remember her name, but I'm glad that they cast her in it as like the one who was singing mostly. You know, that's a show that I would hope today we get a little bit more love. But they and try I to also be- hope that it like comes on streaming somewhere. If it is somewhere and then I don't know about it, please tell me about it. If any, if it was going to be anywhere, it'd be Paramount Plus because they own the rights. But I don't. Have yeah, they anywhere. they got a lot of the Nick stuff. I wish they did not cancel that show. But yeah, if anyone wants to see like watch an awesome groundbreaking show, it is Taina. But yeah, Christina Vidal as Maddie, the lead singer of the band. Pink Slip. So uh, you mentioned this off air. You're a Pink Slip fan. I am. And you know what? I need to backtrack a little bit on what I said off air because I was praising this movie and I'm a little half right here for having original songs. And I had thought, and I know everyone who saw this movie had thought that song Take Me Away was an original song made for this movie and it's not i was kind of floored when i found out it's by an australian all-girl punk band from like 2001 i believe i watched the music video today very very classic looking like it seems like every type of high school movie from like your childhood you would have seen like this would have been in the movie lash you're talking about yeah take me away take me away by lash and i had no idea i actually went through some of the comments on youtube and everyone's like i should have known disney couldn't come up with a song this amazing yeah no it's a great song but you're right like it's not like a mainstream popular hit and i kind of appreciate it for that reason like they didn't pick a song that was very well known and they were just covering it it was like hey here's this obscure band and very good song you've never heard of we're gonna kind of bring it here and make it very popular because they did a great job with it they did it in the rehearsals in the garage and at the house of blues audition 
with the infamous Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis solo swap, oh, which by the way, that. love that nobody played the guitar for. I'm actually a little upset that they learned guitar for this movie and like none of it was featured in the movie. So ju- just on that, like people talk about that, but that's not that crazy. Like, not that I'm a guitar player, but I know this from like doing like a lot of stud- uh, studying Almost Famous and things like that. Like, even if you're not going to be the one who plays the guitar in the movie, they want you to learn guitar so you don't look like an idiot just, like, hitting strings. Like, you want you want to look somewhat believable doing it. Part so. of it, which I love, is because they obviously needed to know how to, like, look like playing guitar, both Lindsay Lohan, because she is in the band and she plays at the end, she plays in the beginning. And when Jamie Lee Curtis plays at the show, like, pretending to, like play over for her daughter and Lindsay Lohan like being as her mother is like pretending to play the guitar not knowing how to do it it's like a very she's pretending to play the guitar but like very poorly so it's like Lindsay Lohan at one point pretends to play the guitar very well and then has to pretend like she has no idea what she's doing too because she looks like an idiot playing at the, at the house of blues and that at that scene but she's like waving her hands in the air and she's like i don't know what i'm doing my mom's playing the guitar in the back and that's the brilliance really of the movie i know like one of the i think the guitarist for the band orgy if anyone's familiar with that was the one who taught uh jamie the curtis how to play guitar but yeah i mean this movie a classic of its day let's talk about the scenes or favorite moments and we'll try to go in order obviously Early scenes, what stuck out to you? Early scenes, I think, uh, just in comparison for what I, like, the last two movies, I feel like are both very similar to this movie uh, that I've been on for this podcast. Like, the hot chick, obviously, body swapping. Very important, very obvious that two completely different people switch bodies and have to be, like, pretend to be each other. And then the other one, New York Minute, is like, I remember when you read the back of the DVD for that one, it was like very cliche. Oh, these twins look exactly the same, but they could not be more different, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of exactly how the opening credits start with Freaky Friday, where it's like the mom is very proper. She's like a therapist. She has her schedule and her like routine, blah, blah, blah. And Lindsay Lohan's this like grungy rebel teenage daughter who's in a rock band and like doesn't play by the rules and like hates her mom. And I think the opening scenes where it just kind of like switches back and forth between them is just very classic teenage high school movie where you get to kind of get a glimpse into both of them before they actually switch over. Cause you see after that, how well they play each other. Yeah, they're definitely, like, turning it up to 11 so that we could see it later. Like, if they played the entire movie in those characters, it would just it would just be annoying. But they're doing it so that we could yeah. see Yeah, it also kind of boggles my mind that the whole movie takes place in one day. <laughs> it's Freaky Friday. I know, Friday. I kind of forgot about that until I, again, rewatched it today. I was. It's just, not Freaky Week, it's Freaky yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's like, oh, when's, when's the audition? When's the rehearsal dinner? It's like, it's tomorrow. I was like, oh, this entire movie takes place on a Friday. And that's it. I'm like a little mad that I should have known what that was. 
Honestly, I never think of the title when I think of this movie because it doesn't seem. I know it's freaky what happens, but it doesn't seem like it's a Friday. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not like, oh, it's very, it's very much Friday. Yeah. Obviously, I'm pretty sure it's only because of the the letter F. It would have been like Freaky Day, Freaky yeah. Saturday. No, it's just Freaky Friday. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. Is that the name of the original uh, book, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, there you go. I mean, it's a great title, like sound-wise, so they want to keep it. Also, wanted to jump back on the cast and just give a little little shout out to Willie Garson. Willie Garson, he died. Who is that? Oh my God, you, <laughs> Brian, Willie Garson. He's Evan, the patient. He's from uh, Sex. Oh City. no! You didn't know he died. It was. Like I knew he died. Movie. I totally forgot. He's in this to... movie. He's Evan, the neediest talk... patient. <laughs> I've been talking about this a lot. I was people. watching this movie and I remember she was like, oh my God, it's Evan, my neediest patient. And I'm like, no, my God, You're Will right. died. It's because in my head, I was combining him with the teacher. Yeah, I know. They do kind of look the same. They look the same. You know, I know not in the movie when I'm watching, but like in casting wise, I wasn't thinking about him. Uh, R.I.P. Willie Garson. When he said the name, I'm like, I know he died recently. Yeah, it was very recently too. Like, a week or two ago he died oh rest in peace i know we were talking about it a lot in the home it's september 21st 2021 that's really sad oh, but, yeah. oh that was that no that was that was a month ago <laughs> still it's, it's pretty recent crazy you're right willie garson as the, as the patient that yeah, that aspect is horrible, but it was very memorable i feel i was a little upset that like she should just cancels her uh meetings that day you know what i mean like all these people like Oh, I have a huge problem with that. As a <laughs> as someone that was a student for psychology, like I was meant to become a therapist or a psychologist, what have you. Yes, I could have been a doctor, but I'm not. No one in their right mind who has that degree, who has these patients would be like, you know what? Yeah, go, go to my patients and tell, tell them this. No, cancel everything. Like these people are not that stable. <laughs> Especially someone like Willie Garson's character, Evan, who was just very, very needy, very unhinged, RAP, but they should have canceled those sessions. If you're in that profession and you know someone else is doing your job, you're going to be like, let's just cancel it. Let's do it right here. At- I feel like even in like less serious of a profession, you'd be like, don't do this. Like, hey, take my job of people. You don't know what that person could do or, or what they're going to feel like after that session with a non-professional, especially a selfish person like Lindsay Lohan. Like, my, well, yeah, my 15-year-old daughter who like kind of hates everybody is going <laughs> to you now. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. My early notes on the movie, like they really try to push the fact that she's like punk or whatever. Uh, she looks like, like an Avril Lavigne stereotype. I know there's a lot of hate towards her highlights in this movie, which I agree. (laughs) I am 100% on board with the highlight hatred of this because I think she looks fantastic. Otherwise, like this is pre, if she did any face work or pre drugs or whatever, she looks great. (laughs) She's in her, she's wonderful, but that hairdo, no, like, I know she's trying to, I know they were trying to make her edgy, but it just missed the mark. But maybe that's a hot take. I think Lindsay Lohan does a better job playing 
as Jamie Lee Curtis in her body than she does as her normal self. You know what I mean? I could actually agree with you on that. I think think they both do such a good job at playing each other. And that's kind of what I was touching on at the beginning of uh, when, like, we started talking and thinking about other movies where I don't think it's, like, such a niche thing to be, like, interested in where, like, oh, this character does, like, this actress does such a good job of playing a different person. Because, like, I did do the episode with uh, the hot chick, and I think they did a great job playing each other in that movie. That's where true. you wake up in someone's body. I know that's not a common thing, but like, <laughs> Rob Schneider had to play like a teenage girl in his body. And I think Rachel McAdams, they did a fantastic job at that. And also with Freaky with Vince Vaughn. And oh my God, mm. I always forget her name. Catherine something. Yes, I apologize to her. I know she's definitely listening to this. But I think they did such a good job with that too. Where Vince Vaughn played like a teenage girl very well in that movie. And I think Catherine Newton is her name. Yeah. And I think in those situations where someone has to like be their character playing a different character is very, very good. Exactly. And I think that's where like they really succeed here just the opposite parts you know and because we don't get too much at the end of when they're back to their normal selves they were prepared and ready i think Lindsay lohan is great as a jamie lee curtis character and jamie lee curtis is great as Lindsay lohan's opposite just early on i think it's you kind of said this but they're really just like hammering to us like i'm a punk girl i don't really care about these things and and then and the jamie lee curtis character is like yeah i'm really uptight you know I'm the fun fucker. And I I actually, when you said like standout scenes in the beginning, uh, obviously they switch pretty early on in the movie because it's the whole movie. I think with the whole character switching thing, what stood out to me the most and always makes me laugh is when Jamie Lee Curtis as uh, Lindsay Lohan's character, Anna Coleman, Anna goes to school for the first time, like as her mom, And she's like, after meeting with Jake, she's like putting hand sanitizer on after shaking his hand. And she's like going into the quad and like going into the entire building. She's like, hello, good morning. Like greeting everybody very properly. I'm just like, this is such a mom thing to do. And I'm so glad they included it in the movie because it's so non-specific, but very, very good for the character to just like, just be like, oh, hello, hello, how are you doing? Good morning. And I was like, nobody does this in high school. Just stop talking. Yeah, no one does that anymore. But No one does that anywhere. I think that's good because also she had the poise, like when she met the guy and she met the, like the one friend who she's like, oh, why aren't you friends anymore? Like, it's such a mom thing to do. Or or like, oh, it's communication. This is all it takes. Like, exactly. Oh, like, we were friends with her before. Like, just talk to her. And I'm just like, no, sometimes girls are just bitches. I can figure it out. You know what I mean? I yeah, can figure like, it out. Like, it's it's a great way of showing like the the kids who are seeing this movie is and like obviously the parents taking them or whatever. Obviously, when this movie came out, it's like they don't really understand what teenagers go through going to high school and how bitchy some people can be it's like we know what we're doing where yeah like this girl that I used to be friends with is kind of an asshole now and also my teacher is picking on me because he's just a dickhead 
And she realizes that she's like, oh my God, I, this guy asked me to prom when I was in high school. Now he's picking on my daughter because of it. He was like, you know what? Fuck you. My daughter was right. Yeah, no, exactly. I love, I love that whole aspect of it. I, I know it's like super cheesy, but like, that's the whole point. <laughs> I'm glad that it, it went there. I'm glad that it was like, not like a one, one-sided in that respect. And again, it is cheesy, but it's cool to see, all right this girl's just a bad person you know it wasn't like oh you know she's a heart we can crack that yeah and like it's the most i guess i'm not entirely sure what the word is but like the whole theme of the movie really comes together throughout the whole thing it's like everyone's just like trying to understand each other of like my rebel daughter and my perfect it's a pretty it's pretty easy theme right like oh let's listen to people you know live it if you lived in someone else's shoes exactly it's like walk a mile in this person's shoes i get it oh my god that's why selfless love will change us back the mom literally says the mom literally says at one point high school is not that hard i'm like oh girl i know (laughs) like girl when was the last time you were in high school i i do want to say something negative about the film i didn't remember the genesis of the switch right i didn't remember like why they switch and in this film in this version it's because they go to a chinese restaurant and there's like an an old chinese lady and i love and hate this part of the movie because and i and i read about any and all criticisms of this film because i do love this movie i'm like why would anyone hate it and it's understandable it's because it's a little racist (laughs) The fact that you have these, like, again, mythical Chinese people who own this restaurant and the, yeah, the it's Chinese like, grandma is like, these people because of their, like, ancient Chinese voodoo magic. Like, oh. And they got these thick accents, and, and I'm not going to do the impression, but it's just like, hey, oh, you're fighting? Eat this fortune cookie, which was invented in America, by the way, and you'll switch. You'll Let's... understand each other. And yeah. once you do, you'll switch back. No big deal. Anna, I need to talk to you right now. I think I'm going to pass on that. Now! Anna, I am going to make one final attempt to try to understand what goes on in your head. Don't treat me like one of your patients, Mom. What? All calm and reasonable. Let's talk about it. I really want to understand. I really do want to understand, Anna. Oh, Mama, stay out of it, please. Mama. Okay, fine. They're going to pick one local band to play at Wango Tango. We were lucky to even make this cut. Seriously, I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance, Mom. Please, please, please. Why can't I just go? Please. And what I hear is that my special night means absolutely nothing to you. I don't even have to ask if my band means anything to you. It's totally clear to us that you think we're all noise. Look, I'm a walrus. I do not. Do too. Anna, I let you practice in the garage. Anna, stop. What? Let's talk about what this is really about, okay? This is about your dad, isn't it? Mom, stop shrinking me. It's not about dad. It's about the audition. You're ruining my life. Oh, honey, enough with the drama. Anna, high school is not that hard. You couldn't last one day in my high school. 
Actually, I could, and I would do it without getting a detention. Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry that I'm the one thing in your life that isn't perfect. Perfect? You think my life is perfect? Oh, I know your life is perfect. Your perfect job, perfect boyfriend, perfect patient to worship the ground you oh, honey, on. you need a serious and bracing reality check if you think my life is perfect. You could just cut me some slack just no, this once, Mom. I am beyond cutting you slack, Anna. But you are not going to the audition. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Why not? Because I said so. Cookie. This isn't really a good time. No, good time. For one day, the entirety of our life is not going to be focused on you. Yeah, it's all about Ryan now, isn't it? This could have been, and I don't know if that was it included. I pr it probably wasn't included in the original. I don't think it was a fortune cookie. I don't know what the body switching thing is in the first one, like the original with Jodie Foster or the straight to TV one. That was uh right before it or this new one that came out like st strictly with disney because i see them in the promo picture they're like holding a gigantic time timer thing with like the sand which we don't really see right in this movie no 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 the movie is the, like this one that we're talking about wait what movie do you see that in the the new one it's the Freaky Friday. It's oh, like, that's why I was like, I'm like, we don't see no. that. Oh my God, no. No, no. And that one, it's like a brother, Swiss, sister switch. It's like completely different. Yeah, no, this movie. one, you don't, you don't know. I thought you were saying you saw, you saw, uh, uh, whatever those are sand things are called. Hourglass. Oh my God. An, an hourglass. I'm like, no, we no, don't no. ever get that. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Like even from the promos and reading the back of the dvd you don't see like oh like because of an ancient chinese curse or whatever <laughs> you want to call it i know it was like an ancient curse in the hot chick or whatever and there's also a curse with the movie freaky which when she gets stabbed like that's what changes mm. them but i think they're all a little racist here definitely i was a little like maybe if the grandma had the accent whatever but the younger daughter having that same accent too and again mythical ethnic person not good the hot chick <laughs> the hot chick is just dumb you know what i mean it's not a family movie yeah i mean we had talked about how that movie was problematic to begin with like the guy's name in quotes yeah. like he was like a gardener named taquito so it's, it's fine whatever yeah i don't think anyone's gonna be like the hot chick exactly like no one's like the hot chick is a pinnacle of like racial equality, I get that. But here, this is a, this is a kids' movie. It's supposed no, to be. No, but I was also kind of like looking at what people were saying about the movie, and like the criticism of it was the like racism for, you know, this like Asian voodoo aspect. Like this is the only reason you included this diversity in it is to provide this magical, mystical like aspect of it, which is probably not historically accurate and they were like 
they criticize that whole racism aspect of it because the whole point of the movie is to understand and accept each other <laughs> everything that that goes again it was like oh like you're supposed to be very accepting and being like oh like we we accept each other for who they are and it's just like but we're going to be very blatantly racist in this aspect <laughs> so it like didn't make sense and i was just like it was 2003 first of all <laughs> a really good point you're right it is 2003 but it is a little bit like ooh. i mean i did say i probably did also say that for the hot chicks what was that like 2001 it was it's that couldn't have been made today with those decisions so i'm pretty sure if i watched that new freaky friday like remake it probably did not have this like asian cultural voodoo magic that changed them (laughs) they literally say like asian voodoo stuff you know Oh my god, you can't do Which that. It's like, ah, uh, you can't do that exactly. No. Um, what other scenes here really stuck out to you? Because r- most of the movie is just like a how the other half lives sort of thing. And we already talked about kind of the therapy scene here. Um, for me, is more like Jamie Lee Curtis in Lindsay Lohan living high school scenes that stuck out to me. Um, just, again, I, I said it already, but trying to make amends with that girl and then she fucks her over in that test and being like, oh, we're best friends, ah, you know. That, <laughs> dealing with the teacher who really has a vendetta because apparently he had a crush on the mom growing up, yeah, and it was unrequited, so he's taking it out on the daughter, which, yeah, don't do that if you're a teacher, please. Um, yeah, but I, uh, but also, like, I'm glad that she was like, I'm going to report you if you're going to continue to be an asshole. Like, this is pathetic. Move on. And she did say that in front of, like, the, uh, in front of the friends. So I'm glad she was just like, I'm going to put you on blast. There's witnesses. My friends are right here. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, her mom rejected you at prom back in the day. And you're being a dickhead about it. Oh, my God. So that way, I feel like. If it was, I feel like if it was just them two, like just student teacher, he would have been like, no one's going to believe you. You're someone who I know is very into your music. Are you a fan, not of the soundtrack, but of the bands that they enjoy in the movie? They mentioned the Vines. I mean, I can't honestly say, I know the type of music they're going for. I can't honestly say I've ever listened to like the Hives or the Vines. The hot, this was an era where I remember it. The the bands were very big, like it was yeah, because they mentioned like the Ramones a lot and whatever Fair. white stripes as hating them, which I actually do like the white stripes. But but, but they're into the hives, the vines, the yeah yes, which I like, the breeders, which I don't know, uh, but it's all like the the bands. And it's like yeah, you had to put the in front of your thing. Which also going back to, I know that's how Anna and Jake, like those characters bonded over and subsequently like the mom ended up bonding with him over those songs and what have you. I have a huge problem with Jake kind of falling for both of them. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Let's, so one of the big things in the movie that we really stands out on, especially on this watch is the fact that so Jake likes Lindsay Lohan's character as a teen. Yes. When, when as they, a staff of the school. Which I, get, I don't understand how he's a staff of the school. He seems like a teenager, whatever. He's in some weird, ambiguous age. We don't know that he's a teenager. It's never established. Fair. 
It's when, never, never established that he's a teenager. Which is gross. It's only ever said that he is too old for her, which tracks, honestly. And he says he works at the school. I have another job. He's, he works at the coffee place. So kind of gross. So what is he? Is he just I don't like know. A- like probably in his like early 20s. He's probably like a college student working as a student aid uh, like a teacher's aid or something or he's gonna tick my marks down in this film because this is pretty tough he regardless jamie lee curtis as the teenager in the body they have some moments where they're like flirting with each other and he he falls head over heels over her to a point where even if she was a teenager would not be healthy because he ends up stalking this character so what were your opinions none of none of those are healthy in my opinion because a if he's going after like Lindsay lohan's character anna whether it's as the mom playing her or not that's a student at a school that you work out work at i think that's gross no it's not allowed and she is most definitely not of legal age so even if you are like 18 19 whatever you're still a teenager she is definitely not legal. And I think that's gross. <laughs> Second, he does show up, A, at her house uninvited. And then he doesn't he show up like at the rehearsal dinner? Yeah, to stalk and then Jamie the wedding. <laughs> to stalk Jamie Lee Curtis. And then he shows up at the wedding uninvited. And Lindsay Logan's like, oh, you're here. In a suit, this yeah. And I'm like, no, Chad- it's not, girl. Chad Michael Murray, not a lot of props. It was bad. Because, like, rehearsal, rehearsal dinners traditionally are the day before the wedding. Yeah, right? yeah. So, oh, absolutely. So the day before he showed up, while well, Lindsay Lohan's performing her amazing song at her mom's wedding. He shows up uninvited to that. The night before, he shows up uninvited to the House of Blues and is like, wow, Anna, you rock. And then an hour before that, maybe, he shows up to the rehearsal and is like, I'm in love with your mom. <laughs> an hour before that, he shows up to the house singing, singing Britney Spears. Hashtag free Britney. This is very ironic because she was freed. So, so there's a uh, Bowling for Soup cover of Hit Me Baby One More Time in this. Which he refers to as a classic, which I think is funny. Uh, white Stripes. Can't stand them. Oh, I know me neither. I mean, get a bass player. Oh, I love this song. Am I so lame that I would love Baby One More Time? Not this cover's classic. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, one more time. I gotta go. What? Don't go. No, no. I, 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 I. Have a wedding rehearsal. <laughs> okay, whose? Mine. <laughs> Are you serious? I wish it wasn't. Hey, you're not really getting married, are you? Please, listen, this was so fun, and I'm going to remember it forever. Okay, but you, just, you can't just... Jake. Look, look, I don't know what's going on here, okay? I don't know what this whole thing is, all right? I just... I feel like I know you. 
have to go. Really, I just... Please. Just please. Let me at least give you a ride. Okay. He says, this cover is a classic. I was like, no, it's not, first of all. Makes no sense. Look, if you're singing the lyrics, you love Britney. You don't love Bowling for Soup. You know I know. I mean? It's 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 so weird. So he's singing this Britney song, and she's, she knows it too. And that's what they bond to. Jamie Lee Curtis, again, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis's body. But then, you're absolutely right. He goes to her house and sings that to her he's outside. He's trying like, to serenade her. And Lindsay Lohan, like, as the mom tackles him and he's like you fucking need to stop this is weird she kisses him and she's like it's me the younger one even though it's still creepy i'm the young one and this is slightly this is the more appropriate of the two that you should go after and then he's like no but your mom's so cool and i'd be very offended if i had a crush i had a huge crush on this guy i'm thinking in high school i have a huge crush on this fucking guy who ends up being into my mother Oh my that, god, I'd be so mad. <laughs> deal ender for me, right? Like just okay, you're into my mom, done. First of all, he shows interest in her. Then he shows interest in the mom. <sighs> I know it's supposed to be like, oh, but like the daughter was the mother, and that's why I'm like, the, he didn't know that. He didn't know that, yeah. Into the mom, despite the age difference, despite the fact that this was an engaged woman with children. And he was like, oh my God, I know, but like, she's just so cool. Oh, and so he her. gets slapped and they go, whatever. He finally goes, sees her at the House of Blues. He sees Anna perform. He's like, oh, she's so cool. She's the one I want. And oh my God, he shows up at the wedding and he's like, yeah, this was a, yesterday was freaky, LOL. And for some reason Lindsay Lohan's character just forgets about the fact like he wanted to bone her her mom so badly like less than 24 hours ago I don't think any human being past that I don't I really don't (laughs) whoa whoa buddy let's rewind a little bit didn't you want to fuck my mom not too long ago I'm not okay with this no like that that would be such such a turn off. But also, people. like, the mom is okay with it. She's like, she's at the wedding. She's at her wedding. She's like, oh my God, my daughter, that's the guy I approve of now because I rode on his Ducati and whatever. And he, she's just like, yeah, this is fine. I approve. I'm like, no, I, I don't approve. This is not good. He's too old. This is not legal. And it's gross because he wanted to get in your pants not too long ago. Uh, if I was a mother, I would be very concerned. Sir, you're unstable. Go get help. <laughs> I, I know because I'm a doctor. I'm a therapist. I feel like as a therapist, Dr. Tess Coleman should have been like, get out. I agree. I, and I think at the time there was like this hot guy trope that was like, he was hot because he was good looking, but he also didn't care. But he, this guy cares. He ends up caring way too much, right? Like, let's say he had hots for the mom. He should have just been like, you know what? I like her mom too. Pick one. I I don't like the back and forth. But don't 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 pick the mom. If you're gonna pick them, don't pick the mom. You know. No, but like I actually would have had more respect, knowing that he's a staff member. Like if he was like a teacher or whatever, and like the girl just had a crush on him, whatever. And he's like, I actually really like your mom, not you. What does he do on staff? If they ended it at that, I would have been like, you know what? That makes more sense. What does he do on staff? In theory, do we know? I don't know. I didn't hire him. 
I don't really understand the, the ambiguity he of that works situation. In detention. But like I thought of that when I first started saying I was just like, because like before I read that, I was like, why is this random high school student just rolling in on a motorcycle? casually like nobody rides a motorcycle to high school i'm sorry i don't care what state you're in that's not a thing that happens look ladies in la ladies a little advice too anyone who wears a von dutch t-shirt oh my god i meant to talk about that (laughs) first time you see chad michael murray's character he's wearing a von dutch t-shirt run for the hills awful not only is his hair terrible in this movie but a Von Dutch t-shirt. Red flag if I've ever seen one. I had a couple of the scenes I wanted to talk about before, like the switch. Um, the, okay, so we haven't really talked about the future stepdad, Mr. Volvo. What's his name again? <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, Mark Mr. Volvo. I, I, yeah. I think we should just call him that. I get why he's alarmed. Like, why are you behaving like this? Right. I feel like he's not alarmed enough. Exactly. Cause he's like, make out on this couch right now. Like she's like, no cold sore. I've never been someone chasing after a widower with a daughter, but I'm not going to make out on their couch with people there. Right. Like not, not my MO. Not going to do that. Also the way he's behaving is like, it doesn't feel natural at times. <laughs> I feel I feel like, and I know they touch on this when they're making the toast and they eventually switch back. Like, oh, he's so nice. He's very understanding. He loves me. Like, just postpone the wedding and like tell him you need more time. Just be very nice. He'll understand. I think throughout this whole movie, he is just a little too understand. Like, I get it. He's trying to win the daughter over. But like, there's a scene in the beginning where he's like trying too hard and even the grandpa's like dude stop like which let her, felt let her come to you you need to cu- cut it out that felt natural because i feel like a like a person in that situation would do that but you're right he doesn't behave like that after he kind of behaves like pretty robotic at times like he's understanding at times but other times he's angry but like for weird reasons yeah i, I think i feel like the only time really is when he sees Jamie Lee Curtis on the motorcycle with Chad Michael Murray after that whole scene in the cafe. And I feel like he maybe should have been more mad at that. I'm not sure if I'm the only one who feels that way, but. Well, if you're about to get married and you see. Yeah, it's like the day before you get married, your wife's acting very weird, pulling away from you, not wants to, doesn't want to kiss you. And you just like see her cuddling this like very young dude on the back of a motorcycle. I've been like, girl, what the fuck? I would question things. Yeah. But like, I do have to give credit because I thought it was very sweet, like with the whole toasts and even before the toasts, like when they get into that fight before the whole uh, Wango Tango scene at the House of Blues, where he's like, go cheer on your daughter. Like, don't think of me as this like evil stepdad. Like, I want you to be there for her. Like, go, go there. I'll hold down the fort, whatever. I was like, that was really cool of him. Like, despite all the bullshit she just put him through. Yeah, I like that. Very nice. I'll tell you before that what I didn't like, the talk show thing. The fact that, like, I guess he gets her on a talk show and she, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character has, like, a recent book. And, okay, great, whatever. 
But then he surprises her. He's like, don't look. And drops her off at the studio and says, hey, you're on live TV. You're on the air in 10 minutes. Which, by the way, I don't think is a thing that could ever happen. However, for the sake of the movie, I think it's really fucked up. It's like, you didn't talk to me about this. Like, maybe I had patience today. (laughs) Like, maybe I just flat out didn't want to do this. But, like, I think it was very weird that he was like, oh, surprise, you're on this talk show now. He did not give her any time to think about it or prepare. And granted, this was Lindsay Lohan playing, or I guess Jamie Lynn Curtis playing Lindsay Lohan's character, which I think she did a great job on the set of this talk show where she did not know anything about the book. She's like, I don't even know how to pronounce senescence. And she's like, yeah, well, I wrote, I wrote the book. That's what I can tell you about it. And she just starts like, she goes very unhinged and just starts going on this tirade about what it's like to be a fucking old person and leaving your kids alone. And she makes it work. She's a badass. However, as a woman, I don't think a man should do that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) like, don't fucking make me do this. I'm going to make it work for me, but don't ever do that again. Yeah, you should never put someone in that position regardless of who it is. Again, I don't think that's a thing that would happen. Like, isn't there like a lot of planning that goes into it? It's like, they say, guess sit down, you're in hair and makeup. And I'm like, that's not realistic. I feel like even the real Jamie Lee Curtis pre-body switch would be like, what? She's, yeah, like the personality that she has, she's very like uptight and like, I need to be in control. And to prep, you know, she didn't prep. Like, do you not know your wife? I wonder, I don't think they mentioned how long they are together for, but I don't, I can't imagine it's very long. No, I can't imagine either. I know the husband had like died for three years and I have to feel like this husband has been in their life for like less than a year. (laughs) Well, someone gets their butt signed. So at the end of the day. Oh, yes. (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, she signed my butt. I was like, what? Why did you ask for that? <laughs> for like a psychology author. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's amazing. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, who are you gonna who are you gonna tell about that? That is like the most niche thing I could ever imagine. Being like, oh yeah, I got this autograph. It's like, oh, this like psychologist you've never heard of. She wrote a book. <laughs> it was on this TV show. She signed my ass. Like, no, no, no. Are you gonna show that to you? How are you gonna like I don't know. <laughs> so uh, we've mentioned this scene, but I did want to mention it before talking about the ending. I think it's my favorite scene, and it is the House of Blues scene. Round and round, here we go again. Same old start, same old end. Turn my head, turn back again. Same old stuff. I can't do this. It was horrifying. It's okay, Mom. I unplugged you. Just go back out there and fake it. No, I don't even know how to do that. Come on, Mom. Tell me you never went to a rock concert. Okay, I saw the Stones one. Okay, great, great. Just go out there and act like Keith. Keith, right. Yeah. Richard's mom! I knew that. All right, just go act like Keith. Act like Keith, act like Keith. Not the behavior. No, just the playing. Now get out there, your solo's coming.
I love it. Like you're totally right. Great music scene here. Love it. I absolutely love it because a the music is really great. I do love that song, but also the back and forth between the two, like Jamie Lee Curtis being behind the scenes, Lindsay Lohan pretending she has no idea what she's doing. They do that very well, like the back and forth. And it's just like, obviously it's not realistic that she would get there in time and like cover for her perfectly. She's like, no, just just act like Keith Richards. Like <laughs> you've, seen a, you've seen a rock show, just do what you do. Just do it. And she's being very calm about it. I'm like, <laughs> this is my band's one chance to like make it like, I'm like, mom, you better not fuck it up. I don't get the structure of the band that much because there's like two guys in the band. There's a drummer, obviously, and a bass player. At, but then at times, I guess there's two guitarists and a lead singer. Taina, whatever, uh, Christina Vidal is the lead singer at the House of Blues, which makes sense because of like the whole guitar switching scene. But we get an end credit scene where Lindsay Lohan is the lead singer. And there's three like regular guitar players playing at that point and one bassist. I'm like, all right, how did this happen? How many seven person bands do you know? Maroon 5. Really? They have seven? I don't know. Well, there you go. I, I'm pretty sure there's like seven people in that band. But I mean, when you think Maroon 5, you just think Adam Levine. So it doesn't matter. However, I've never seen like a seven person band where you like kind of flip flop between all of them. Yeah. But either way, I'm a fan of pink slip. I like the Italian girl, but I also like that uh, brunette girl who's like serious and nervous. I think she's cool. The guys I could do it at whatever, but I think the girls in the band are cool. Yeah. I feel like they're just placeholders, but I think they like cast that really well. I know the, like you said, that the Christina Vidal's character was supposed to be, Kelly Osborne, and I think it was a lot better without it because I feel like Kelly Osborne would have done better as that other girl in the band with the short hair. I feel like she would be better as like that tiny, tiny side character, not the side character of Christina Vidal. Also, I don't think she would have done as well singing as, you know, Taina. Yeah, no, I agree. But Lindsay Lohan, she wanted to. At the time, I know she had like albums that she wanted to come out with, and yes, I was actually uh, going to mention how often "Rumors" by Lindsay Lohan comes on my playlist. Uh, <laughs> it might, you know, what Spotify's 2021 Wrapped is coming up, and I can probably bet "Rumors" is going to be on my like top five. <laughs> wow, I love when you get to see that. That's it's cool. really. I mean, honestly, it might be a battle because "Rumors" and the ultimate are both on like my like happy playlist. I love listening to it when I'm in a good mood. And what's, no, what's number one? What do you think number one is on the Spotify playlist? On my Spotify playlist, I don't think it's either of those. <laughs> I can't really tell right now who or what song it would be because I've gone through a whole metamorphosis. Yeah, it's like, are, is that a is that a Hillary Duff reference? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> We're talking about Lindsay Lohan. Don't bring up Hillary Duff. Which of the songs on the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack is number one right now? I'm sure. It's three small words, and that's also on the same playlist. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think I compared that to the other day because I thought, first of all, again, I did think that song Take Me Away was an original, and it's not. I would love to give credit where credit is due. That band Lash, never heard of them before today. Phenomenal song, though. I will listen to it 
on day's end be like going forward. However, I did read that uh, The Ultimate was a Lindsay Lohan song, which yes, very, very thrilled about because that, that song is amazing. One it of the only originals a, on the track. It is such a feel-good song. And I think this is what I was talking about uh, with you, you know, off air. When I did the episode for New York Minute and one of the Olsen twins characters, I forget which one, probably Mary-Kate, She's in the band and the whole point of the movie is they're trying to get signed as the band and like at the end, they you like don't really hear anything they play, but at the end they play no. like this Suffragette City cover and I'm just like, dude, no one fucking wants to hear this. Like you thought you were this good to get signed? Play something original. <laughs> like, come out with a three small words because that is amazing. Like Josie and the Pussycats, hell of a good movie. Nothing's going to be kate hanley and the just in the pussycat soundtrack that's for sure no definitely not however you know you got this little movie freaky friday with this one original song that kind of blows it out of the water it's amazing it's so catchy from the guitar riffs to the lyrics to just everything about it it's so upbeat it's so fun it's just so like hashtag relatable and it plays right at the end like right at the happy ending everything's hunky-dory and it's just such a feel-good song that i play it on loop on on my spotify playlists even though like as much as i like that scene it is silly that like they go through 90 percent of the song without that guitar riff at the house of blues once they get it it's great and like people are shredding it's awesome but the i mean ultimate comes at the end but still like Really one of the better teen film bands here, Pink Slip. So uh, I'll give the movie that. I, I did enjoy them. And I did enjoy their dynamic. Even though I have questions, they still were very cool that I'm interested in them. And I will listen to the songs again. So not just in the Pussycats level, which technically is not a teen film, I don't think. But it's still up there. It's in the top percentile of movie bands. Oh, for They're- sure. I, I agree. And... I would have liked to see a little more focus on the band in the movie. I agree. Well, because I think they were a huge part of it. And because like that was almost entirely aside from Chad Michael Murray, entirely like Anna Coleman, like Lindsay Lohan's character. I think that was like her entire personality was I am this aspiring musician. Please respect me. I think they needed to focus a little bit more on that. However, they did enough, I guess. Well, we'll have some awards in a little bit where you can make some corrections on the film. We do end here, uh, you know, with that loving speech. And it's a fortune cookie. And it's basically, I forgot what exactly what the fortune cookie says. But it's like, once you learn what it's like to be in the other person's shoes, you'll switch back. It's after a actual earthquake. They're like alluding to earthquakes. But they actually switch back after an actual earthquake. And everything's all and well well yeah in the beginning when they first switch bodies it's like the earthquake happens they go to bed and then they wake up different but when they switch back like a very little earthquake happens and they switch back immediately which is a little weird but <laughs> all good though and the wedding happens and everyone loves each other the end disney ending yes jamie uh, lee curtis has a very spunky power suit instead of a wedding dress which i love yeah interesting and she lets her daughter's band play at the wedding where we get And she here. lets her daughter's way too old for her creepy pedophile boyfriend come. She's like, oh my God, they're dancing together, Ryan. Yeah. I'm I like, could do with no. that. Show, <laughs> no. 
I did want to share. Now that you know he's a staff member, you don't like it anymore. <laughs> no, it really ruined things for me. Knocked two ticks down. But all right. So in our little chat, I shared with you a link for a TikTok video. Watch this quickly because at the wedding, this has been shared a lot on TikTok. But at the wedding, the kid is switched with an adult uh, stunt double. And it's really obvious in the movie. If you watch so I'm it. sitting here watching Freaky Friday. And tell me why I'm barely noticing the stunt double. It's Harry's stunt double watch. Wait. I have to pause that for you because who, <laughs> sir? So I'm sitting here watching oh, that's Freaky so Friday. bad. I did not notice that. I didn't notice that either, but I I was reading about it, and this was like a TikTok that went viral. So at the wedding, the two, unfortunately, I'm going to say, like the two Asian ladies who have the fortune cookies are spreading fortune cookies around, and the one person's like, no, we don't want the grandpa to switch with the kid. So there's a big tackle. I know, and I know, like, as a 10-year-old at the movies, when I saw it, I was like, this is hilarious. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Because it's like, oh, my God. Like, Oh, she didn't learn her lesson. She saw the the son and the grandpa fighting. She was gonna make them switch, and then like this little Asian woman just tackles them and gets the fortune cookies right in the nick of time. And I was like, oh, this is so funny. And I was like, mm. I did not realize that was a grown man playing as a stunt double. <laughs> I did yeah. not notice that. Yeah. So so just to clarify, like it's really obvious in the movie. Apparently, like if you catch it that the kid is played by a grown man as a stunt double and is tackled by whoever, who knows. But <laughs> just wanted to share that because that is a apparently a TikTok that did go viral for this movie. Yeah, anything else in terms of scenes or moments you want to say Freaky Friday or should we get to our awards? I mean, no, I kind of just touch base on all the creepy Chad Michael Murray stuff, which I want to <laughs> discuss because only because I just discovered today how creepy this whole thing is. Well, you you ruined the movie a little bit for me <laughs> with that soundtrack. Uh, we already talked about Lindsay Lohan. Simple Plans on this, which was on the. Uh, I know. I I, I, I I think I said that Simple Plan seems to follow me around because Simple Plan was featured heavily in New York Minute, but I am myself an emo child, so. I really like that uh, Happy Together cover. But again, there is the Bowling for Soup cover of Hit Me Baby One More Time. We also get uh, some uh, Lilix and the Donnas too. And it's just a very fun soundtrack for the whole movie. So the Donnas, who we love on High School Lumber Party, but I wanted to bring up Lilix because Lilix, what I like about you, was so hot at the time. Yeah, wasn't know. that the theme song to actually what I like about you with Amanda Bynes? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Like the actual TV show. And like, wasn't it just around that time, which by the way, is streaming now. And it's Interesting. amazing. I loved that TV show. Amanda Bynes. Another iconic teen idol who kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. but Similar to Lindsay Lohan doesn't get a lot of love today because of like off-screen stuff when it's not fair because she was also a really important teen actor. It's so sad what they did to some of these teens, honestly. It's not their fault. So that's all I have on the movie, but we do have our questions. I don't know how many of these questions, if any, we had last time you were here. So I'm going to run through them and uh, you know, expect your answers. So the first question we ask every week is this. Who was this movie made for? You think when it came out in the theaters, who did they make Freaky Friday for? I think it was mostly for like 
rebel teens, like people who was like, my mom don't understand me. I would even say, I don't think like an 18 year old probably liked this movie at the time, maybe a little bit, but I think it's more like rebel teens to rebel tweens, arguably. I think oh like, yeah, no, no, no. I meant like young. Cause like, yeah. like I said, I was 10 when this movie came out and it's just like very, very hashtag relatable. Everyone go, kind of goes through that phase growing oh, up. Mom, like oh. nobody understands me. And like, you don't know what it's like to be a teenager now. You're old and like things are different and high school's very hard. And I'm like, yeah, oh my God, it is. Like people don't understand. I'm not a fan though. And again, like I think a 10 through 15 is really the target audience here. Like the younger grades of high school and middle school. It's like, oh, you know, like I just think of that sound like, oh, mom, come on. It's kind of like uh, that scene where they first switch and they're like, oh, I guess like we'll have to pretend to be each other. And it's like, you can't be me. It's like, oh, everyone's out to get me. You're ruining my life. I'm like, that's basically it. (laughs) That's basically what everyone sounds like at that age. So she's spot on. 100%. That's exactly who the target is. Like everyone (laughs) sounds like that. Exactly. All right. Most likely to succeed. Which character won the movie? Which character you think comes out on top at the end of this film? Ooh, character. That's that's very hard because I feel like they don't give enough credit to anyone besides, or like screen time to anyone besides, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lizzie Lohan, who both do an amazing job. But I mean, if I, like, are you asking me to pick someone aside from them? Because like, obviously no. they're the main stars. I guess between them, who do you think comes out more on top is it the mom or the team i think uh, oh that's very hard i didn't think about that maybe maybe jamie lee curtis yeah that's a fair bet because like the teenager here still has a lot more tough years the mom here found a great guy whatever the daughter finally accepts him and i don't know i think i think because she's closer to the finish line of death, ironically. Because she's like more adult, she's closer to the finish line. I think she does a really good job of playing, and I think she wasn't she like also nominated for a Golden a Golden Globe Award. Was she? Yeah, oh I, for this role, I'm pretty sure Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated for a Golden Globe for this performance, which I think is hilarious. Good for her. But exactly, good for her. I I really do think she did a good job of like going from this like classic horror film thing that she was very well known for as Laurie Strode in the Halloween franchise and then just being this like very fun like very charismatic comedian actress and she's just very likable in this movie and she plays like Lindsay Lohan's character very well like like she plays Lindsay Lohan like playing her very well it's a very weird concept to like say out loud and you're you're right uh Jamie Lee Curtis, the Hollywood Foreign Press, nominated her Best Actress, Motion Picture, Musical Comedy. Wow. For Freaky Friday, did not know that. That's great. <laughs> I don't know who won instead of her, but like, I think that's still pretty amazing considering. Absolutely. No one expects that for a movie like this. Yeah, I was I was shocked too because everything else is like, oh, what awards did this movie win? It's like MTV Movie Award, the well, that, yeah. Voice Award. And I'm like, oh, of course they did because it was cool. But... <laughs> For a Golden Globe, that's pretty impressive. Definitely, definitely unexpected there. So our next award is called the Wooderson Award. And in uh, Days and Confused, Richard Linklater's film, Matthew McConaughey was just supposed to be a background actor. Yet he showed up on set 
he did a great job and the director was like no we need you in more scenes you got to be more of a thing obviously matthew mcconaughey goes on to win an academy award many years later but it's called the Wooderson award because this is for a character in the film who you would have liked to have seen more of someone maybe who stuck out in the background who if you were the director were like nah you need more scenes so who is it in this film for you Oh, that's a that's a good one. You know what? For some reason, I feel like I feel like the character of Mr. Bates should have been included more. Wow, that's a surprising one. I I don't know why, but I feel like they should have just like dug a little deeper in like her high school life. Obviously, I would also like the character of Evan R.I.P. Uh, to be included. More. Uh-huh. He he was very entertaining as just like the sad sack who needed help and. I don't think there was obviously much to do with it unless he like kind of pestered her throughout the movie and like he was the one to show up at the wedding rehearsal or something but I feel like there's not much to do with it but like obviously the the teacher had a main plot point or like even Stacey Hinkhouse one of the people bullying Anna I feel like should have had a bigger role. I, I get that. I'm with that. I agree overall on the high school people, but I'm going to lean for this one on something you said before. Love to see more of the band. So, Taina, give me more of her. I think you're overall right, though. Like, we needed more of, like, the, the high school hierarchy and people like that. Um, even if it's Again, teacher. the whole movie was, like, in a day. Fair enough. But, yeah, so, like, in a day, obviously, if there was more to it, for sure I would have liked to see more of, like, the high school stuff. But, like, the, the band, absolutely needed to be included a little bit more just more of the music because that is another huge part of her uh entire personality again it's like the whole part of uh the mom understanding the daughter is her not understanding her music or uh the woes of her high school life so like either one of those i think would have been a lot better fair enough and by the way you asked the question diane keaton beat out jamie lee curtis uh, for that Golden Globe, for something's got to give. Something's got to give. Good movie, but yeah. So <laughs> that's who beat her. Long Duck Dong Award, and this is an award for the opposite thing. Uh, in 16 Candles, Long Duck Dong was a famously racist character, <laughs> which I think is pretty obvious in this one. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be like a racist thing you would eliminate, but is there an element of this film that you would eliminate that doesn't really fit with the 2021 mode of things? It would be the the whole Asian voodoo fortune cookie thing. Put Asian characters in the film, great. But, like, don't do it. Like, they're mystical people who trick people, you know? Like, that's Yeah, wrong. like, it, you don't need them for their magic. Exactly. It's, like, it could have been <laughs> something else. It could have been, I don't, I don't know, I'm not a filmmaker, but you could have had, like, an Asian band member or, like, the former best friend could have been Asian or, like, the stepdad could have been Asian. I don't know, but, like... Not, the not teacher, magical. The teacher could have been Asian. Anyone, no. but, like... Having a Asian character specifically for like the cultural aspect of like voodoo magic mysticism is just really weird. Like that whole aspect was I don't and again I don't know if that's what it was like what the whole body switching thing was in the original movie. Yeah, I haven't seen the original. I'd love to see if that's what they took it from. If not, shame on them. We don't need well, a mystery. The original um, book was like it, like what happened in the book that they switched bodies. Still, don't put a magical trickster Asian. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not good. Okay, so on high school summer party, yeah, <laughs> terrible. On high school summer party, we grade things with an A plus to F scale because that's how report cards are graded here in the United States. 
So we'll ask for your grade in a second, but we do have a cheat sheet here. Rotten Tomatoes, 88% by critics, which is great. I know. I was shocked because, again, I feel like the ones that I always want to be on an episode for are just like horribly rated movies. 57% by the audience, which is interesting. That's a huge downgrade from like 88%. Now, Letterbox is something we use as well, and that's where the film nerds are. Anything in the threes is considered a pretty good movie, and this gets 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, which is not bad. But we're going to throw that away. Alexa, A plus to F scale. Of your personal enjoyment, what do you grade Freaky Friday? I honestly think personal enjoyment, um, just even, even I'm going to even include with this gross Chad Michael Murray staff member plot point, B plus A minus scale. Like gotta I think one. It's, gotta pick it's, one. Okay. Oh, God damn. Okay. A minus. Nice, nice. There you go. I, now, I'm gonna go ahead with it. I'm gonna say A minus just because it's so feel good watching it, even like despite like I don't stay very focused on the whole aspect of like, oh, like the it's gross. He likes the mom and he likes daughter. I'm like, no, whatever. It's it came out in 2003. Shit happens, whatever. And obviously that's not what they want you to focus on. I'm trying to focus on just the movie itself, the comedy of it, the acting of it, the music, very, very, very good. I think it's hilarious. I think it holds up after all these years. As I said, I watched it a hundred times when it's on cable. So I've seen it a thousand times. I didn't have to rewatch it for this entire episode uh, today, but it's, it's very feel good. I would, definitely watch it again if i see it on cable and just like if i have nothing to do i'll put it on again because i think the acting is very good between jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan i think they do very good jobs of playing each other and i think i think it holds up i agree with that i think that definitely uh they do a really great job so i did forget an award it's called the cameron fry award in various people say off cameron fry uh, played by Alan Ruck, who was 30, playing a teenager. So this is a award for someone who looks too old to be high schooler. I originally said Chad Michael Murray, but now that I realize his administration, it's even worse. I was going to say that, yeah. I would have said that too. Um, so I originally wrote B plus for the grade here, but knowing that, it's a B or a B minus. I give it yeah, the B. that's fair. I got to knock some He was very it. teetering on B plus, so it might actually be a B plus, but... Stick with the A minus, that's I'm gonna great. Stay, I'm going to stick with the A minus just because... I do love this movie. It's a fun movie, but that kind of taints it, knowing that he's an administrator. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so if my original all time of all time grading of that would be an A+, plus, like, uh, A-, minus, sorry, with this whole Chad Michael Murray, if I'm factoring the Chad Michael Murray thing, absolutely B, B-, minus, like, <laughs> B, B+, plus, something like that. But it, it is a little, like... Again, I only learned about that today. <laughs> yeah, that's and I've known that's about this movie since 2003. It's that's been almost up. like it's been almost nine years. It's like eight years <laughs> now, and that's a little sad. <laughs> Two more questions. These are more fun. Um, if you and I are at this Freaky Friday slumber party, which sounds very fun, we have our sleeping bags, and this is like old school sleeping bags with some kind of design, right? I say, what does your Freaky Friday themed sleeping bag look like? What does it look like? Um, I feel like it would be like a, like a band themed sleeping bag. The pink slip band themed sleeping bag? Or? Oh, I absolutely would do that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. 
my sleeping bag. So there's a makeover in this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis gets a makeover. Oh, wait. More- yes. I was actually going to touch on that because I loved the reference. And she's like, you look great. And she's like, I look like Stevie Nicks. And she's like, who's he? And I love that. And I absolutely would have a Stevie Nicks sleeping bag. I mean, that would be very cool. I have to say, I like her look. I like whatever. I'm a little disappointed in her dress. I wish she was, I wish they pushed a little bit more on the punk thing. Like when she dresses herself up and she's got like the black band and like the, you know, the white tank top. I think she's a little bit more Lindsay Lohan-esque. I don't know. I wanted a little bit more outrageous, but still. I'm when she go does that, she does actually look like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to just though pick that dress that she switches to in the makeover scene. And that's going to be like the fabric of my sleeping bag. Oh, is that like the the pattern of your, of your sleeping bag? That's awesome. Yeah. Actually. yeah. That's actually a very fun, I would wear that <laughs> dress, honestly. It's very fun. And she's got like this big chunky necklace. Oh my God. Yes. I love that. And she pierced her ear, cut her hair. She's like, everyone loves you, by the way. This though, this is my favorite question every week the blockbuster question if you and i we go to this magical blockbuster that exists that defies space time and logic and we are no we know we're renting freaky friday for our slumber party but we see a sign at the front that says rent two movies to get one free and i say alexa go to the back i'll save our place in line get two other movies that we should watch on our slumber party with freaky friday what two other movies are you bringing back for our freaky friday triple feature I feel like I'm a little cliche with saying the first one should probably be a Cinderella story. <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, we got also like the repeating characters, but also I think if I'm watching Freaky Friday and potentially also a Cinderella story, I think we should also watch. I'm going to go a little bit of a deep cut. I don't think it's on DVD, but did you know the movie Model Behavior with Justin Timberlake? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It's another straight to TV uh, movie that was like around the time where that Freaky Model Friday behavior, one came out. Yeah. Yeah. It oh was like God. ABC. I love Same that thing. movie. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I love that movie. So I think I think that one should be on the list too. If it's a DVD, I would get it. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I also, have... I, I think I'm also not the only one who makes this mistake, but I think a lot of people think Alicia Silverstone is in that movie and she's not. <laughs> She is not in that movie. She uh, is not, lead, but like I think is, everyone thinks she is. The lead is Maggie Lawson. That's her yeah, name. Yeah, it's like someone nobody actually knows, but it's Justin Timberlake. Wow. Good call. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I want a little bit of both. I want that Lindsay Lohan feud, and I want the same like element of that movie. <laughs> nice. Model behavior. What was the other one again? A Cinderella story. Cinderella story. So we got the Duff, as you said. We have we have uh, Justin Timberlake, and we have this one. I like that triple feature. Well, <laughs> I wish I knew what that was on. Now, like, I'll, I'm going to check Disney Plus to see if that's on, but I don't think. Like it. I said, some of them are. Some I, of them I, aren't. I definitely know Wish Upon a Star is on one of these. The fans need to demand it. So tweet about it. Slumber, just say say you want these movies on, and say you want that uh, earlier Freaky Friday. Disney, uh, I, I guess, ABC original movie on there as well. But well, Alexa, this was a blast. Thank you for coming on again. We have a list of movies that you have to do, and hopefully we'll get to do them soon. Anything you want to plug or where people can follow you, find you? Oh, I mean, not really. I just complain on Twitter uh, at Alexa Barks, Barks Like a Dog. It's not, I, I really don't do anything on there anymore. And well, if you like dogs, 
follow Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, follow Again, Instagram. I, I, my personality it doesn't go beyond this. Fair enough, but it is a very good, it's a very good personality for High School Slumber Party, so we appreciate it. So uh, thanks once again, and uh, can't wait. Oh, I know you want to do a, a Chris Kattan movie later, but we'll talk about that. Oh, hell yeah, I'm <laughs> dying to do that one. <laughs> right, Stay great. tuned, slumberers. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gotta love Pink Slip once again for Take Me Away. Big thank you to Alexa for hopping on and talking Freaky Friday. This was a blast. Can't wait to talk her next Lindsay Lohan film. Can't wait to have her on again. Can't wait, though, for Monday's episode. Woo, it's a special one. It is the High School Slumber Party Hall of Fame. The ballots are in. I'm counting them as we speak. Going to record that episode today, and it'll be out for you on Monday. And you'll know who the second inaugural class of the High School Slumber Party Hall of Fame is. Do you guys remember who the first class is? Well, they were such an honored lot. I know they personally were so excited that our select panel of voters voted them in last year they were of course some of our high school slumber party favorites molly ringwald julia stiles michael j fox matthew broderick alicia silverstone john hughes john Kustak, and kiki herself which my brother said that's what they're calling her kirsten dunst was of course elected that group was our 2020 class our 2021 class should be just as exciting, so stay tuned on Monday to see what actors and filmmakers will make it in to the illustrious High School Slumber Party Hall of Fame. One more thing before I let you go. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop looking around once in a while, you could miss it. That should be a lesson for all of us, including Lindsay Lohan. I remember this great hit by Lindsay Lohan off the Freaky Friday soundtrack, Ultimate. Later, dudes. Go.